Welcome to the Homilies and Reflections podcast by Father Steve Anderson from Holy Redeemer Church. The words of our Lord Jesus Christ are spirit and they are life. And so I want to challenge you and invite you to open up your hearts to the Holy Spirit because we all were raised in a certain way and we've all been taught in a certain way and we all have our own traditions and it's so hard to give those up when Christ challenges us uh, and there's so many things. Christ is so good at challenging us, isn't he? And that Holy Spirit really convicts us and works in us and it's so hard uh, just to be open and say, God, here I am, I come to do your will. But Jesus uh, made it really clear. He said, listen, uh, the pagans have a way. Their leaders lord it over the people. It can't ever be that way with you. We're not pagans. For you, whoever wants to be the greatest must become the least, and who wants to be a leader must become really just a servant of all. How cool is that? A whole new way of doing things. Jesus says, I did not come to be served. I came to serve. And guess what? Uh, You call me master, and it's right, you should, I am. But you've seen me wash your feet, so now you know what you're to do. You're to wash one another's feet. You see that I came not to be served, but to serve. Now you know who you are. You know what our way of being in the world is. And this is in all our relationships. It's in our church relationships. It's in our world relationships and in our home relationships. The the home is the domestic church. So in our marriage relationships, it's the same way, the way of Christ for all of us wherever we are. We can't stop following the way of Christ in anything we do. And so Pope Benedict, God love him, You know, the popes, ever since Gregory the Great, have had a title. And the title is, Servant to the Servants of God. (laughs) Okay? You're all servants. But the pope is a servant to you. (laughs) He's going to be your servant. He's not like above us, he's saying. He's below us. He puts himself below us. And so when Benedict the 16th did something that no pope's done in many, many years, retired... Uh, he said, listen, for many, many centuries now, popes and bishops and clergy have been acting like Baroque princes. He says, from now on, we return to simplicity, the simplicity of the servant of God who became the carpenter's son, the servant of God who chose fishermen to be his followers and to be the apostles to the whole world world. You're beginning to see uh, Christ's way of being in the world. And so this letter to Paul to the Ephesians, the writer of Ephesians, Paul could be the writer or whoever is, um, Saint John Paul II actually wrote an apostolic letter on just the second reading, on just this little bit. And he said, okay, I'm going to break it down for you. Here's what's going on. He said, the writer to the Ephesians is doing something altogether new, something not known in the world of his time. And what was that? Well, in the world of his time, the Roman Empire was a pagan empire 
all the Roman Empire was a pagan empire, and they had what they called a household code. So the relationships between the husband and the wife was governed by the pagan household code. And the household code said the man was the head of the house, and he owned all the possessions that were in the house, all the animals that they might own, and he owned the children too, and he owned his wife. He owned all these things. That's what being the head meant to the pagan world. So John Paul II says, all right, I'm going to let you know what God's plan was from the very beginning, from the garden, okay? And the writer to Ephesians gives it to us. Uh, John Paul II says, the writer to Ephesians is doing something altogether new. And he starts out with, be subordinate one to another. And so the whole teaching is this, mutual subordination. Mutuality in all our relationships. Mutuality and respect and dignity in all our, respect, all our relationships because all are heirs of Christ. We're all co-heirs with Christ. Husbands and wives and children and all alike. We're all born of God. Someone said God has no grandchildren. God just has children. And every one of us are children of God. And so when he says be subordinate one to another, that's new. That's new. It's not like just wives be subordinate to your husbands, but now it's be subordinate to one another. And this is a big deal because John Paul II says that this is something new and it's the way of the church, it's the way of Christ, it's the way we see Christ. But he said it was the way it was in the Garden of Eden. In the Garden of Eden, there was no lording it over anybody. There were no bosses in the Garden of Eden, and there cannot be any bosses in the church. There's no one in the church that can lord it over anyone else because we have one Lord already. And if anyone wants to be a leader in the church, they have to become a servant to all. They have to become the least of the least. That's Christ's way. And so in the garden, uh, John Paul II says, that's always been the way it was between a, a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, but it's also the way it's to be with all people. How it was in the garden, this new thing that's being done in Ephesians, is how it's supposed to be in the world. We're supposed to take this same dynamic, and that's the relationship we share with the whole world. We're called to become the least. We're called to become the servants of all. We're called to walk in the way of Christ who emptied himself and came to serve and not, not to be served. It was really kind of fun. I, when I was in seminary, I had a friend, Carolyn Kitts, uh, just a beautiful friend, and, and we got very close, and she invited us over for dinner parties. And Carolyn Kitts's uh, version of a dinner party... Uh, was to have dinner and then talk theology. <laughs> and she would invite all the greatest theologians of Sacred Heart Major Seminary, all these great theologians, uh, uh, Janet, Dr. Janet Smith, Dr. Dan Keating, uh, Father Earl Muller, who's got his doctorate too, uh, Dr. Robert Festigi, and me for some reason. So I'm in this, this pretty high-powered group of theology people. And guess what our topic was? The reading from today, that second reading, or this writing of John Paul II, that it's called, you want to hear a really, this, I'm going to give you this for free. 
It's a Latin word, mulieris dignitatem. That's got to be worth 50 cents at least. It's yours for free. Mulieris dignitatem is the name of the apostolic letter, and it's, if you translate it to English, it means on the dignity of women. And so we're doing this after dinner theological study, and one of the men, he was a doctor, very bright, but he was uh, raised in this uh, charismatic community which taught that the husband was the head and the woman had to submit. And, uh, and Janet Smith, God love her, she, she's never backed down from any fights. Uh, she's there too. And so this, this man says, well, I hope I'm not in opposition to the Pope. And Janet Smith didn't miss a beat. She just looked at him and said, you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, God love her uh, for speaking that. 2,000 years ago, God was doing something new. And 2,000 years later, we're just beginning to embrace it, just beginning to be brave enough to explore that our tradition is not the pagan tradition. Our tradition is the tradition that comes out of the garden, that follows the way of Christ and follows all our relationships. And so let me just close with this one thing. I'll turn you all on to it. Uh, Patrick Lencioni wrote a book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And in a way, it was written for Fortune 500 companies because he's a consultant to these big, huge companies on how to get their companies to run right, to run well. And so we use it in our church to run our parish council meetings and our finance council meetings. And I use it in my home, in my relationships with my wife and my kids, and out in the world as well. And it's this simple. Ready? The first dysfunction is mistrust. Okay? And mistrust because everybody has a voice, and everybody isn't given a voice. And when everybody isn't given a voice, then there's mistrust. We're not able to even begin at the beginning level of trust. And so my job now as a leader in the church, the big, huge pastor role, isn't to lord it over anybody, isn't to be the boss. My role in the councils all of a sudden becomes to make sure everybody has a voice. I haven't heard from you yet. What do you have to say about this? You haven't said anything. What do you think? Share with me. And now my role is to build trust. And once you build trust, the next level, everyone's going to hate this. This was my least favorite things of parish councils. The next level is healthy conflict. You got to have healthy conflict or you're never going to have good relationships. And so marriages need healthy conflicts. Churches need healthy conflict. And so we encourage everyone, this is what you think, what do you think? Someone else thinks someone else. What about you? Okay, look at all these things. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to us in all this? And so we have to learn that everyone has a voice and conflict can be healthy. And the third thing, you get, you got to progress. It's like walking up a ladder from, mis from trust, you get healthy conflict. From healthy conflict, you get commitment. We want to start our marriages with a commitment, but we don't acknowledge that you have to start at the beginning with the trust, with everyone having an equal voice. You have to start at the next level, second level of knowing how to do healthy conflict. Then you get the commitment. Then you get the buy-in at a church or in a home or wherever it is. And you know what comes next? Accountability. Everyone wants to talk about accountability, but we got to do those other things first. Then accountability comes near the top of the pyramid. And the last thing is results. We get good results. 
in our parishes, in our homes, in our families, in our world, in everything we're doing. What we are called to do is follow Jesus. And this book by Patrick Lencioni, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, he started a group called Amazing Parish. He's a Catholic, a good Catholic, even though he works with five, Fortune 500 companies. And he started this group called Amazing Parish so that parishes could have the same dynamics that run our very best companies that should run our world. They're the dynamics of our Lord Jesus Christ. If we walk in the way of Christ, if we walk in the way of humility, if we're able to walk in this way of being a servant to the servants, go into our marriage as I'm, I'm going to just be here to serve and love. That's my job. And if the, my spouse did that too, how blessed would that marriage be? Well, I'm here just to love and serve too. In the parish, I'm here just to love and to serve. What can I do to help? What can I, here's my opinion, here's what I think. I'm going to give someone else their opinion and their chance too. We are called finally to implement something that was new 2,000 years ago. We're called to implement it in our parishes, in our homes, in our marriages, and in our world. And no longer do we look to someone who's the boss. Now Christ is the boss and we all work together. Be subordinate one to another, always in all your relationships. That's the new thing Christ is doing in the world, and that's our faith. And what a wonderful, wonderful uh, parish and, and home that creates, and what a wonderful faith we have.